my next guest. We've got Seattle Seahawks legend, Mr. Marcus Trufant. Marcus, is everything going for you? Things are going well, my friend. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I can't complain. The draft is approaching. I don't have to watch baseball for much longer. I'm getting ready. How, how's everything going with you? Things are good. Things are good, man. Yeah, the draft is coming up quick. You're not a baseball guy, huh? I mean, it's fine. It's, I mean, like last year when there was no sports going on, I was watching the Korean baseball, and that was a low. That was a low point because I was watching one o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, I don't okay. know who these two dudes are. One of these okay. guys got a, they got a sword. I'm like, I don't know what's going on with this. Shit. Right. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> the baseball. Baseball. It's fun when you go to the game. I can't sit there. I mean, like, you could pass out four hours later. Score hasn't changed, so I'm, I'm good, man. So yeah, man, I heard that. I'll play baseball, but going exactly. to the games, unless it's the playoffs or like yeah. the World Series or something like that, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys had Griffey, so like, there's a reason to like baseball, man. The I'm kid. A, yeah. The kid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like the Orioles. Like who the hell the Orioles got now? I don't know. <laughs> is Right. And I was, I worked there cause I, I, I did like an internship there when they traded Machado and they traded Britain. And I'm like, who is, who is this? Who was on first base? I don't know anybody on this team. They have the, I don't know if you've ever been to Camden Yards. They have the little things on the light posts, like with all the players on it. By the end of yeah. the season, all those dudes have been traded and they kept those things up. I'm like, bro, who, who is playing tonight? I don't know. I'm definitely the wrong guy to talk to about baseball, man. I need to do some more research. I <laughs> yeah. need to learn a little bit. Man. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. No, so I want, I want to ask your thoughts on uh, Seattle's offseason. I know it's kind of a weird situation going with Russell Wilson. Do you get your take on that? Do you think he's, do you think it's just kind of a mix up? What do you think's going on with that? Um, I, I think it's a combination of things, man. You got Russell Wilson. I remember when he came in as a rookie, um, a little bit different swag. You know what I'm saying? A little bit different, uh, just um, a little bit different Russell. As you grow as a player, as you grow into this monster, you grow into this superstar and you got a full team around you and you're doing different stuff, you have different goals. So I just think it was kind of a mix up, maybe some sprinkled in media stuff just to bring about more Russell Wilson aura, more Russell Wilson talk. But I think Russell Wilson is a Seattle Seahawk. Russell Wilson is and will always be a Seattle guy. And um, that's really what it comes down to. And I know the team looks totally different if Russ isn't a part of the team. So I don't think Pete and John are ever going to let Russ go if they can help you think Gino's like, all right, I'm ready. Is he still there? Is Gino still there? <laughs> I don't know. I think Gino might still be here. And no, I Gino's think like, Gino's always ready. I think Gino's always ready. Like, man. Like, Gino, Gino's qualified, but Gino in this situation reminds me of the dude in the longest yard who was like when, when Adam Sandler got here. He's like, You're the only one that knows this offense, son. I got it. Coming into the game, replacing the injured Paul crew is number one, Brucey. All right, Harry. Crew's playing like shit. That's his problem. I'm going to bring us back. Right, 32, flex, dive, motion, on one, ready. Yeah. It's Brucey's time to shine, baby. Okay. Down, set. Hot, There's hot, the snap, and the ball is bubbled, and the guards recover. Ah, you wish you'd have that popcorn. Um, no, but that's, a, that's wild. And then uh, what's going on, DB? Are they going to address that in the draft? Because they don't have a first this year. They don't. They don't. And, and um, that's kind of the Seahawks, and that's how they move around. They, they uh, trade back, and they – have this thing to where they try to find these diamonds in the rough, right? Yeah. Uh, I.e., like a Richard Sherman, as you pick them in the fifth round, yeah. I mean, nobody really knows. But the Seahawks, they 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 have that uh, perfect sauce, I guess, is when they go and find these guys, and these guys uh, turn into great players. They fit into the um, they fit into the mold of that taller corner, 
those type of DB. So that's what I think they're going to be looking for in the draft. They want to play that type of defense. I know when I was there, they said there is no defense if you can't keep the deep ball off the defense. So, of course, they're looking for DBs and they're looking for guys that can make plays. What, what do you think of uh, Jamal Adams' first season in Seattle? Um, I loved what he brought to the team. I loved his energy. Um, I think it took him a while to get comfortable. And then when you throw in injuries and stuff like that, uh, things can be different. I like his playmaking, uh, playmaking ability around the line of scrimmage. Uh, the guy can get after the quarterback. Um, like myself, he, he needs to get on the jug machines a little bit because he needs those interceptions and we need him to uh, flip the, uh, you know, and give the ball back to the offense. But the dude is a hell of a playmaker, makes a ton of plays, crazy athletic. And I love him on the team. And then I want to ask you, so you matched up against some of the best receivers of all time. Who does DK Metcalf remind you of? Ooh, DK Metcalf. And people are already talking about it, about the Megatron comparison. And I've played against Calvin Johnson and playing against him, a guy that is big but moves like a little guy, um, is a very tough guy to defend. Um, so I would give him Calvin Johnson. He, he's um, – getting closer to getting close to Randy Moss. I think the guy um, is going to be one of the greats. I think he's going to go down to one of the greats to ever play. He, he definitely has that mentality that he, he wants to um, embarrass people and he wants to show people that he is the guy. So um, the dude can play, man, and it'd be a nightmare to cover. I can already see it. The guy comes in on draft day or on um, it comes in with the combine shirt off Flexing on Pete Carroll and John. Pete and John take the uh, shirts off, I think. So you start like that, and your career is going to be good. I like it. What do you think of that chase down of Buda Baker? Man, um, <laughs> I know they talked about that in the film room for a long time on both teams. I know Buda probably didn't hear the end of that. And Buda's a local guy yeah. out here in the state of Washington. So I know in the film room that had to be bad for Buda, but I know. DK got a lot of love for that, but now the coaches are expecting that. Every, every interception or every turnover, DK, we need you on your horse and making it happen. But uh, that was a hell of a play, man. Hell of a play. And then my final question about the season, what do you think? Do you think they, they kind of peaked too quickly last year? What do you think happened? Because I, I didn't see them losing to the Rams. I don't know about you. Um, it was a funny year last year, man. Um, ups and downs. They, 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 played well, but I think they were looking for consistency. And I don't think they necessarily found that rhythm. I know a couple of years back, they talked about staying on schedule, right? About the offense coming out hot, uh, you know, the defense out there getting those three and outs. And there was just a lot of up and down. And of course, when you throw in the injury bug and the things like that, and you got your quarterback running around, um, sacks, et cetera, and you got turnovers and stuff like that happening, it can be tough for a very talented team so I think that's what happened things were happening and they can never find that the consistency but still a great team yeah. still a team that has a great coach so um, I think the Seahawks are always going to be a contender always going to be a contender as long as they got that Russell Wilson mix they got the defense over there they could uh, of course I always say the best uh, pass coverage is a sack and they um, so I know they're looking for some big boys to get up there and make some noise and bring some pressure on the quarterback on defense. Yeah. So I want to ask you about your career a little bit. So you, you're like just watching and through and through growing up school and for the pros. How cool was that to just spend your whole career kind of just in the, your home state? 
it was really cool, man. Really cool. Played at Washington State University. Go Cougs. Want to give a shout out to the Cougs. Um, I bought a lot of tickets in my career. Yeah, <laughs> of yeah. course, you know, my my friends, all the people I went to school with, um, you know, uh, nurses and preachers and babysitters, everybody. But that's the great thing about being in Washington, man. The 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 love that we feel around here is different than like a LA or like a New York. The feel is great. I have a foundation here. So, you know, the city just pours in to the community and it's been great, man. It's been a lot of love, man. It was like a, um, pretty much like a fairy tale. It doesn't happen this way very often. So I'm very thankful. So what I ask you about the, about the foundation, the family foundation, um, I, I, I know you guys did a lot of work because I know this, because I know the pandemic kind of last year, like you, you guys got the first hit and I know you guys right. stepped out, uh, stepped up a lot. Can you talk about a little bit of stuff you guys been doing? Oh yeah, man. We stepped up right away, man. And wanted to, um, to be able to help those in need. We started a, um, you know, a COVID emergency relief fund to where we were, um, to where we were helping people with the rent, um, transportation to and from work, and uh, been giving people food, um, partnering with uh, some of the other organizations around the area, the Tacoma Urban League and uh, Seattle Education Access, just getting people through, man. It was a tough time, a tough time for a lot of people. So we just tried to reach as many people as we could. Like I said, with the uh, rent assistance, the groceries, the, the um, giving people rides to work and just everything, man. Just try to do as much as we can, man. It's tough. And it's still tough. It's yeah. still tough for a lot of people. Yeah. Are you guys, have you guys, do you guys have any events coming up in the future? Are you kind of waiting for the all clear, maybe do some more in-person stuff? Waiting for the clear, really, to do some in-person stuff. Our um, stuff we've been doing for the foundation for a long time is getting involved in the community and getting face-to-face with uh, fans and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, um, the last couple of years, we've been doing uh, Santa breakfast in the uh, winter. But that's, of course, it's face-to-face. You bring Santa Claus and gifts and all that kind of stuff. Working on the golf tournament as well. So we do have some things coming. And if things keep going the way they're going, as far as getting up to phase two, phase three, and doing all that kind of stuff, Hopefully, so we can get stuff yeah. going. So, yeah, if people can go to markettruefont.com and all the information is there. Yeah, hopefully Johnson and Johnson get their thing together because we didn't need that to happen. Um, we didn't need that. No, no. When as soon as I saw oh, Johnson and Johnson's making a vaccine, I'm like, wait, they're the guys with the no more tears shampoo that made me cry, right? I'm like, all right, <laughs> all right, we'll see. Oh. The no more tears and the baby powder. Don't yeah, get the yeah. Baby powder, the fingers right? crossed. <laughs> hopefully, they get back on track. Um, so do you always want to be a cougar? How how do you end up at Washington State? Well, yeah, man, Washington State came and found me, man. I wasn't a highly recruited guy coming out of high school. I tell people all the time that um, I've always kind of had that underdog type of feel, man, and um, just came out and wanted to make it happen. So I try to, to the kids that I go talk to that are coming out of high school or kids that are even in college, and I know the thing is to transfer to try to go play and um, try to get the most exposure. But my experience was is that, that if you can ball, the teams are going to come and find you. So it really doesn't matter where you at. You go out there and do your thing. And that's what I did at Washington State, man. And um, the guys I played with, a lot of guys went to the league. Um, we went to um, to a Rose Bowl. We played in the Sun Bowl out there. And we won a lot of football games out there. That's awesome. What's the most underrated uh, Pac-12 town to you? Um, the underrated uh, – uh, the, the most – underrated Pac-12 town, I think, of course, is Pullman, Washington, nothing but weekend, um, nothing but wheat fields and kids and um, some 
alcohol for 21 year olds only just a little bit just a little <laughs> right bit. Just, i, I want to know the whole pandemic like kids like when they're showing their ids if they if they're not like legitimate like they're not gonna say take your mask down so kids if right you're, if you're if you're getting in before you're 21 keep you better get ready <laughs> get ready you need a new id because you know, soon they're gonna say can i see your your mouth um no yeah that's unbelievable um did did you who who kind of brought the idea of playing to the nfl to you because i know i saw i think i said your last two years you were just on a, on a mission you're unstoppable i think you're just locked out yeah man i was doing my thing and and there was a couple guys that was there um at the time um a guy by the name of lamont thompson who holds the records for interceptions at washington state got drafted the year before me so um i was kind of copying everything he he did he, he was, uh, I think, um, he, he played safety and he played corner, but he got drafted to the Bengals the year before. So I was coming behind him. So I kind of wanted to do the same thing, man. And I, I never really thought about the NFL until like my sophomore, junior year. I was just out there playing ball, man, and doing what I've always been doing since a little boy. But then it started to get real. You start getting mentioned in these magazines and different stuff like that. So and you just try to lock in, man, and make it happen. How did you end up with the Seahawks? Did you pull Alonzo and say, I'm only working out for them? Or how, how'd, you, how'd you do, how'd you, how'd you pull that off? I wish I had that type of clout, man. <laughs> I wish, man. Um, funny thing is, is my draft uh, year, 2003, I know that makes me old, but the um, Minnesota Vikings skipped their pick. So the Seahawks were like a couple picks later. So teams just start picking just like that, quick, quick, quick. So I had my bags packed. I was down in Tacoma, Washington, which is about 45 minutes south of Seattle, I was ready to fly across the country, go do interviews and all that kind of stuff. But I get drafted to the Seahawks, get a call from Hope, uh, Coach Holmgren. He tells me to come up north and do the interviews. So I threw my bags in the trunk and then drove up, man, and the rest is history. Did you, who were some of the corners Seattle had when you were kind of watching them as a kid that you kind of look up to? If anybody? Well, yeah, my guy, uh, Sean Springs, and that's okay. Mr. Ohio yeah. State. Yeah, yeah. Washington, Sean Washington. Springs was, yeah, I think he was drafted maybe fourth overall or something like that. I forgot like he that. played there. I forgot he played To the there. Seahawks. Yeah. So Springs was the guy here, man. So of course I used to watch him and they were the local team and they were doing their thing. So like I said, it was a dream come true, man. Yeah. Play for the home team. You know, my parents, my brothers, everybody could watch. Yeah. So it worked out perfect. Yeah. I want to ask you, so I saw you beat the sports science guy running backwards. What was that like? <laughs> copy and paste right cut all right all right but um that was a great experience man I was young I was balling at the time I think I was uh that was in the off season so I probably had partied a little bit before that shoot the next day but it was a great experience man to run around with the sports science dude I had been seeing those shows for a long time so to be a part of that like I keep saying was a dream come true I come from you know uh come from a humble place to where stuff like this, it doesn't happen to guys like me on a regular basis. So um, it was very exciting. It's game time. We have a gun, on the gun you go. It's all about the start.
man. I just got abused. Photo finish? Not even close. He was just laughing at me. He could have gone so much faster. Oh my God. He's fast. Marcus beats John to the finish line without even hitting peak speed. Backwards, he ran an incredible 14 miles per hour. Was that the first take? Um, yeah, man, I'm a first take guy, man. I come in, get it done, in and out. You know what I'm saying? Did any of the guys after after they, they, they kind of aired, they say, all right, race me. We'll see, see if you can beat me. Like any guys on the team, or they're like, no, you, you can beat John Brinkus. You, you, you got I didn't want to race anybody, man. I, <laughs> I think at that point, I didn't want to pull no hamstrings in that minute. There's money on the line. There's money yeah, on the line, yeah. baby. So did, did they, I have a question. Did they, they time your 40 going backwards or no? Because that would have been an amazing segment. Um, They probably tried to, but, you know, they slow it down. They put it in slow motion. <laughs> they put the special effects on it, all the goodies. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And no stopwatches, though. No. Really? It's unbelievable. Um, so what was it like getting to the Seahawks, playing for your hometown team? Was it kind of a lot of pressure for you? You were like, all right, like, no, I got, I got, I got everybody here. It's always pressure, man. It's always pressure, especially being the first pick of that year. I was the first pick, um, the 11th pick overall. So um, a lot of pressure on my shoulders. Uh, came out to training camp that was right near Washington State at the time at um, Eastern Washington University where we did training camp. So, you know, there's fans all over the place, man. And um, my middle brother, Isaiah, was going to Eastern Washington at the time and was playing there. So just pressure everybody knowing you. I know it's good. It's comfortable to be at home. But at the same time, it's a lot of pressure because you know everybody's watching. But um, I think it worked out for me, man. Yeah. Um, I think it made me more comfortable because I'm just familiar with the city and just being here, man, and being able to go see mom if I wanted to. And all those kind of little things, it just makes you more comfortable. Yeah. Um, who was the first wide receiver you matched up and that made you think like, all right, damn, like now I'm in the league now. Like this dude, this dude's something else. Um, preseason. I remember it like it was yesterday playing against the Colts. Um, Peyton Manning. Um, what's my guy? Um, Shoot, I'm, I'm drawing a Marvin. Marvin Harrison. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shoot, I actually came out and made a couple plays in the preseason, right? And then, as you know, I'm getting crunk. I'm getting hype. I'm like, okay, cool, man. I'm doing a little fist pumps. And they go off into like a side huddle, and they kind of talk to each other. And I'm like, all right, okay, bring it. Then the next play, of course, it's like a 50-yard pass over my head. So I had to learn as a rookie, and you got to respect your elders. And you got to do it quietly and you got to do it cool. But uh, that was really my realization that um, I was in the league and it's grown man out here. Yeah. It's grown man football. Who, who, is, who is the most underrated receiver you ever went up against? Mm, a lot of guys, man. I would say there's a couple guys on every team that aren't like the lead guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But as you go against some of these guys, they work out, they're fast, and they do their homework just like everybody else. Yeah. They just don't have that name uh, and notoriety. So um, there's really not one guy that I could put my finger on, but there's guys all around the league that can ball, man, that really don't get the love that they should. Yeah. Um, did you did you mold your game after anybody? Um, Not really, man. I came out and I just tried to be me, man. I felt like I was kind of uh, quirky, I guess, in how I played. I kind of had a um, – kind of had like a funny-looking backpedal and um, – I was all about my technique, but I just did things my way, man. I was very coachable. It's always been my thing. I wanted to be technically sound, 
all about footwork. I was never the biggest guy, never the fastest guy, but um, I would take pride in having that technique tight. Yeah. Um, do you think they, they should bring back the, the old uniforms? Oh, yeah. I think that'll be a good look, man. I think that'll be a nice change up. I know that, uh, that the, that the new unis is pretty tight, yeah. nice and cool. It's step for maybe that uh, lime green. I'm not really sure about that. You don't like the lime green? I don't like the all lime. <laughs> I don't know if I like all that. But I think it'll be a good look to go back um, and do the throwback. Yeah. I think that'll be a good look. Yeah. Um, and then I want to ask you, so um, do, you remember, do you remember your first experience meeting Marshawn Lynch? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, actually you, what was he like when he kind of gave the team was he kind of quiet or was he kind of himself <laughs> marshawn um not so much a quiet guy Mar marshawn is a, a fun loving guy guy that likes to have fun um guy that enjoys football the first time i actually met him was when he was playing in buffalo and i was playing for seattle um because we actually had the same agent so playing against marshawn and he has his golds on and he's doing his thing in Buffalo. And I think I might've made a tackle on him or I tried to tackle him. I might've missed, or he might've gave me a little bit of truck stick, but not really like that. But Marshawn was just always smiling, man. I just remember the grills on the field and even in the locker room and just in the lunchroom, it was always smiles. It was always jokes, but he was about his business when he got on the field, man. And when it came to Sundays, and man, and being about that action, just like you said, it, it's um, that's really what he was on. What do you remember about the beast quake? The beast quake was um, crazy, man. I was already used to the noise, of course, of being in Seattle and the fans is just um, that you would leave the game and your ears would literally be ringing like for um, just like for an hour or two after the game. But the beast quake was just it, just one of those plays, man, that was crazy. It was loud and just something that you don't see on a regular basis and something that doesn't happen like that. Guys running through people, missed tackles, and just the perfect storm, man. It worked out perfectly. And it was just one of those plays that's going to go down in history as one of the best plays ever. So um, it was just cool to say I was a part of that. I was on the sideline, though. Of course, I was playing defense, but. Do you remember the? Do you remember I take the, my shine. With that play, do you remember the first time you heard that dude on YouTube who was hit his own little narration? No, I don't you, remember that. You, you, have you seen it? I might have to look uh, that the, up the, after this. Uh, you know the dude who did the um the the, the Greg Jennings, Greg Jennings. You know that mm -hmm. guy? he did the same one for Marshawn. You've never seen? it? I'll send it to you. It's fantastic. Okay, like, Marshawn Lynch. He's like he's like he's like uh oh. Darren Sharp. You've never seen this? Like, Darren no. Sharper. No. You got to send that to I me. I got you. I'm going to post it on here, too. For Seattle right now, for Keybread, for all them Seahawks, though. No, you can't take me down. You need more than that. Hey, little boy. Little boy. Damn. A Superman, though. Look at this shit, though. So much determination, though. That's unbelievable. Um, What do you remember about a rookie Richard Sherman coming in there? Because I know he said you were one of his biggest mentors. Um, a rookie Richard Sherman was a guy that um, knew where he wanted to go, knew um, that he had the skills and was um, patiently, impatiently um, waiting his turn. And you know what I'm saying? Um, I think at the time, there was a couple of people in front of him, of course. Um, Sherman might have been third or fourth in the depth chart, but things just kept kind of happening. And that's how it works, man. There's 
injuries, man, and there's guys getting hurt and there's guys moving around, that guys aren't playing well. Whatever it is, what's going to happen is going to happen. And Sherm, it got his opportunity, man, and he just took it and ran with it, man. And that's the that's like the thing that I think kids should take note of. Sometimes you got to be patient and if you keep grinding and then if you get your chance and, and then you just got to take that opportunity and you got to go. So that's exactly what Sherm did. Sherm knew he uh, talked a big game, but Sherm always backed it up. And um, I got a lot of love for him, a lot of respect for him still. And he's still doing his thing. So, um, so a young Sherm wasn't much different than at the Sherman we see today. And for other teams listening, he's still a free agent. And yes. half the teams in the NFL need a DB. Call him. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's what. And then so did who? Do you, do you remember kind of like when you first saw Sherm, Earl Thomas, and Cam Chanchion? Like, are these guys are going to do something? These dudes was workers, man. They 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 um they came in early, stayed late all that kind of stuff that the young rookies and um, year one, two, three players are going to do. But it was just something different. They, they just breathed and lived football, and they just enjoyed it, man. And like I said, it wasn't a rush. Cam came in, and he, he was a special teams guy, and he was playing behind uh, guys like Lawyer Malloy, right? So it just comes down to it again, injuries and just waiting your time and when you get your time it, it, you just take that opportunity but uh, these young dudes was uh, just something amazing to watch man uh, 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 just being so raw uh, just so talented i mean it's so athletic and just uh, the love of the game it just spilled over into the play man and you can't help but be good if you're a coach good and you have the natural ability and then you put the smarts and everything together and that's what these guys did and they kind of bonded together um early so you see all this legion of boom stuff and how that came together that yeah. they were kind of doing that from the gate they just didn't have the name or the swag yet but um those, those um that foundation was already built yeah now i want to ask you for, for you which, which team did you when you when you saw their their the, the the team come up on the schedule did you know like all right like we, we're ready for sunday is there a certain team for you kind of um I mean, a lot of teams, man. Of course, anytime you go against the Patriots, I mean, and Tom Brady at the time, of course, when you went against uh, the Colts back then. But the team early on in my career that the defensive back room was a little tight is when you played against the Vikings because you had to go against Mandy Moss, man. You had to go against Randy Moss, and nobody wanted to be the next guy that was getting mossed. And all practice week was like hell week because all they're doing is throwing deep balls after deep balls after deep balls. So um getting ready for the vikings was always a uh, a test of the uh <laughs> a test of the mind body and spirit yeah um your, your brother's he's on the on the bears now right yes what, what kind of advice did you tell him before he got into the league just kind of to prepare him well um Dez was around the game for so long there wasn't much that i need to tell him you know i'm the 10 years older than Dez, right so Dez watched me play in college and me watched um, Isaiah play in college, which is our other brother. And um, um, then I was drafted. Isaiah played in the uh, Arena League and the XFL and did all that kind of stuff. Finally made it up, played with the Jets for a couple of years. Oh, cool. So he, he's seen yeah. how it works and he's seen 
how you got to work on the field. He's seen, okay, you, you come off the field and you can have fun, but you still got to take care yeah. of business. So Dez was already a pro before he, he was a pro. And Dez is um, pretty much approaching it that way. I mean, he balled out, um, of course, in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, he did his thing in Detroit. And, you know, it's always injuries and stuff like that. But he's still doing his thing. He's still got opportunities now. Um, Dez is in Chicago. So Dez is, um, Dez is his own man. And he's doing it his own way. And he's doing well. And I'm yeah. a fan. Yeah. yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a um, Des is biggest cheerleader right now. Hey, so I like to hear. Um, yeah. you, think, you think the Bears defense can be kind of surprising people this year? Because I know uh, Fuller left and now they make it the middle of a couple moves. Right. I think that's the goal, of course. I think that's the goal. But um, you can never say exactly what things are going to look like before you get to the season um, and you start playing games. Of course, things may look good on paper, but um, I think they do have a chance to be very good, though. Yes. And I want to ask you, who's your favorite corner to watch in the league that doesn't have the same last name as you? <laughs> My favorite corner to watch in the league. Um, shoot, man, I don't know. It's hard to go outside of the true finds, man. I, that's who I watch the hardest, and that's why I critique the hardest as well, and that's what we do for each other. So um, I'm going to just keep it in the fam, man. I'm going to go team true. Team have true. You, have you ever said to anybody, you can't handle the truth? Something that's like what it. they used to say. And they used to have banners up in the stadium, man, like that. That's back when I was cool, though. <laughs> but that's a long time ago. That's a long time ago. That's unbelievable. Um, and then I want, so I wanted to ask you, how cool is it to re retire as a Seahawk? And one thing I don't know, one thing. So you worked out for the Jags. Did you, was that just you just wanted to kind of see, but you really weren't interested? Or what was that like? <laughs> I'm like, no. Washington, 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 Washington. Right. I'm like, what? Well, um, for one, I was old then. Um, I was old and kind of beat up, but the defensive coordinator, uh, Gus Bradley, at the time, went to Jacksonville, and he was the head coach. Okay. So in my mind, I was kind of go there, and I was kind of going to be the player coach guy, the guy that's in the, the elder statesman and kind of do my thing out there. But I, I went out there, um, and, man, I worked out. I did my thing. Man, I did the training camp, but uh, I got released. But – I think it was a blessing in disguise. I was done anyway, man. And so that's why after that, I had to wait a calendar year, of course, to go back to Seattle and retire. And I no. did my retirement walk in Seattle. So they it all you, worked out, man. They make, you, they make you wait a year? That's kind of dumb. They make you wait a, a year. That's yep. uh, I want to ask you, are there any Cougars we should keep our, keep our eyes on for the draft that you think are going to go pretty high? Any guys that stick out? Um, I don't know, man. I, um, kind of been away from the college game for a little bit so i know the cougs um i'm always rooting them on yeah so um i know they do have some ballers out there and um yeah it's just so if any cougs that do come out i'm gonna be the first one to jump on hey. the bandwagon so yeah. hey. and i want to ask you so i saw you have, i saw you have a podcast can you talk about that a little bit yes yes um podcast truly unruly um the the uh the concept is me and my wife, we talk about everything true font from our marriage to our kids to just life in general, right? Get it truly unruly. So it's crazy when you got a, uh, you got a house full of kids. We got five kids, been married for 13 years. So we got a lot of wisdom and storytelling and all types of fun stuff. So it's a, uh, a great show, man. And um, yeah, um, people can check it out truly unruly 
underscore podcast on IG and you could find it on, um, you could search me on YouTube. Just look up Marcus Trufant and all the episodes are there. But uh, it's some pretty good stuff, man. It's pretty fun. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and then how can people, and then people can find you on social media, keep with you, keep up with the podcast and just kind of see everything you're doing. But I do really appreciate you taking the time to chat. And then we'll, one more time for people that might have missed it. How can people find the foundation and kind of see the great work you guys are doing? Yes. You can find the foundation at Marcus Trufon.com and everything's there really the podcast, man, things that are coming up next and all the good works we're doing in the yeah. communities. Yeah. So go to Marcus Trufon.com. Awesome, man. Well, I can't wait for the draft. I can't wait for the season. Hopefully Seattle does something. Everybody's talking about the Rams. I'm like, you know what? I'm still waiting on the Rams. Seattle's they bring it every year. So I, I can't wait for the season and we get, get some football on, but this has been a blast. I do appreciate you taking the time to chat for a few minutes today. No problem, my man. Much appreciated.